Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back in. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Toddhead, West Mitchell, Chris Clark along with you here in the 11 o'clock hour. And don't worry, we have plenty more to get to in terms of Nick Saban. We'll get to uh, Chris's thoughts on all that. But there is some Gamecock news that maybe flew under the radar of everything else going on in the world of football um, yesterday, which, by the way, things do seem to come in threes. You had Pete Carroll yesterday, Saban last night, and then Bill Belichick earlier this morning, like three pretty big-name head coaches all either retiring or moving to a different spot um, from where we respectfully know them. So, again, we'll get more thoughts on that coming up a little bit. But um, we talked so much about the transfer portal with South Carolina and the spots that they filled and the spots that they still have needs for and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and yesterday, again, this maybe flew under some people's radar, they did add a quarterback to that room, not on scholarship as a preferred walk-on in Davis Bevel, Greenville kid coming over from Oklahoma. Yeah, this is a kid that, um, I mean, Wes and I followed out of high school, um, started three years at quarterback for Greenville, uh, has really good size, six foot six, about 235, 240, um, was a Shrine Bowl kid, you know, had a, had a big senior season, um, 24 touchdowns, six picks. Actually, the year before, had an even bigger year as a junior. And then signed with uh, Pitt out of high school as an early enrollee, took a red shirt there, and then moved, obviously, from Pitt to Oklahoma. So someone that has some collegiate experience, which, you know, when you, when you look at what South Carolina needed, let's take the big-picture look at the quarterback room. Right now, you've got two to three guys that you project to go into spring with in terms of scholarship options. Um, you obviously want to add another scholarship option who can come in and compete, and South Carolina's looking to do that, obviously. Um, but also, you wanted to add another walk-on, you know, a quality walk-on. And I think when you look at that bar, this is someone that, that fits the bill. Uh, trained with Ramon Robinson, I remember in high school. Ramon's trained a lot of quarterbacks, Lenore Sellers being one of them, Luke Doty being another one of them. And so I think – a probably fits the definition of a resourceful pickup for South Carolina as someone who can come in and give you a good practice look and compete. Yeah, 6'6", 230, or 226, and is a kid. I remember watching him in high school at a South Carolina camp. He, huge arm. Like, that That was never in question. And like Chris said, started out at Pitt, so you continue the Pitt transfer train to South Carolina, although this one was via – Oklahoma as well and guys actually played in five games in 2022 and made a start against Texas so he ha- he does have some college football experience in terms of getting a guy's preferred walk on you kind of judge them in a a different way than you would a, a scholarship and you know I, I think you just look at that room you needed to add some competition you needed to add another guy who has maybe played a little bit they're going to keep trying to add a scholarship guy as well. Sure. But when you just talk about adding some depth to that room, especially if just you have a worst-case scenario at that spot like you did 
you know, at the O-line this mm-hmm. past year. You want to have as many contingencies in place as possible. This is a case, like Chris said, resourceful. Get a guy to come back home. He, I'm trying to remember his recruitment. Out of high school, there was some chatter. You know, South Carolina talked to him in high school. Like, there was some chatter of, you know, will he get an offer? Could he be a guy South Carolina makes a move on? Like I said, big arm, watched him play at that camp, and now he gets a chance to come back home. You see this a lot in the portal, guys coming back to their home state to complete their career. Yeah, and we, again, let's go big picture. You know, this is this is something where you're not it's, – it's, it's not like a Zeb Nolan situation where you're like sure. pulling somebody off the coaching staff. You're not recruiting a preferred walk-on to come – be your starter, but you need depth in this room. And so, you know, if you – let's say we just got to spring, and because this happens every spring, every preseason, you get the roster, and typically there's a quarterback name on there. And you get – sometimes we know, you know, that that guy – that particular guy was going to walk on. Maybe he's announced it. Maybe he was a preferred walk-on. Yeah, okay. And you don't really expect too much, Right. This is a guy that actually has – he's not a high schooler. You know, he actually has legitimate college experience. He's got ties to the state. He does have some arm talent. And so um, that's something that they needed to add to this room for practice reps, for more competition. And then the next step on in all this is you got to go out and do what your goal has been this offseason, and that is you also need to land a transfer quarterback who can come in and compete. And so we know that this weekend, last we heard – Robbie Ashford from Auburn supposed to come in, and uh, that has the appearance of a situation that as long as everything works out, as long as all goes well, he could end up being the guy for you as your transfer quarterback, and then you would have a better picture in this room. Yeah, we'll get to Robbie Ashford in just a moment, but let's just say, because again, you look at last year where South Carolina wanted to go in and out of transfer, um, you know, running back uh, out of the transfer portal, and that didn't end up happening at the, you know, somebody from a Division One level. Obviously, you had Mario Anderson that came in, so, you know, it's not a guarantee that you're going to be able to get somebody. So, worst case scenario, let's say South Carolina isn't able to pull somebody from the transfer portal to put on scholarship or running back. You now have at least another body in the room, and I don't know what the competition level would look like between him and Dante Reno and their Luke Doty in the mix as well, but you at least have a little bit more depth, as you said. And, you know, let's just say if Davis ends up being the number two quarterback, the prevailing thought is you never have to use him. And Lenore Sellers goes out there, plays well, and, you know, you have a blowout game, you're leading by 30 points, then you can put somebody else in there. But, you know, in the case, God forbid that Lenore Sellers gets hurt, you want to have somebody as that backup and have some depth behind them in case you need it. And that's, again, what you're adding with at least having another body in the room. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think you can maybe start to get a little ahead of ourselves and say, all right, if your quarterback room, which I think you kind of can project it to be, if it's Sellers, Robbie Ashford, Dante Reno, and Davis Bevel, do you feel do you feel good about that? Um, you know, you said with Ashford? Yes. Yeah. There are still questions even with that room. Yes. Let's be completely honest about it. However, do you feel better about it than you did one week ago yeah. <laughs> if you're South Carolina? Yeah. I, I think so. Now, all a lot of this hinges on Lenora Sellers being who you think he is mm-hmm. and staying healthy. And staying healthy. He's um, going to run more. He's going <laughs> to run more. And 
it, he had an injury in high school. Like that doesn't mean he's going to have another one, but that that just shows you it can happen. And we we had somebody on the GameCat Central message board saying, "Why do you care about a QB two when you have Lenore Sellers as your quarterback?" Well, <laughs> have y'all watched backup quarterbacks play? Like you have to have a guy who can go give you a chance. Now, QB2 is QB2 for a reason. There's not many places where there's just going to be zero drop-off. Mm-hmm. But do you need a guy who can go basically keep it at even for you and not lose the game? A- absolutely. And and you just I, – I think more and more it's going to kind of be like the NFL, guys, where because you look at NIL and how a roster is structured, the number two quarterback – it has to – you're not going to just stockpile, you know, oh, we got three quarterbacks all just waiting for their chance because they're all getting equal scholarships. It's not how it's going to work. In the NFL, I feel like a backup quarterback rarely even actually pushes for the starting job. It's not a real competition, mm-hmm. but there's somebody that has the mindset to be, I'm going to work even though I know I am might start two games this year. Sure. I'm going to prepare for every game. And I think you even go as far as trying to get similar skill sets. You see in the NFL, well, this guy's a similar skill set. We won't have to change our offense around completely. Which is what Robbie Ashford brings to the table if he does end up coming mm-hmm. to South Carolina, a running quarterback. And, you know, he's a name that you've obviously heard a lot of from his time at, at Auburn over these past couple seasons. And he was given his opportunities to maybe come in there and be the guy, certainly with Peyton Thorne having his struggles this year for whatever reason, didn't end up being the option that, that Hugh Freeze wanted to go to, but does bring that similar skill set where he can run, kind of has a similar build to Lenore Sellers as well, which, again, theoretically would per- serve as a perfect type of backup to what you're trying to do. Yeah, and, and you're not... I agree with your point, Wes. I mean, it's going to be hard to attract, you know, I think people like the idea of, oh, you remember like when Malachi Nelson's name came up? Oh, go get Malachi Nelson. It'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, that sounds great on paper, but, you know, to actually make that happen is a little more difficult. And so there's a certain profile in South Carolina's position, even though Lenora Sellers is not, it's it's different. I know it's frustrating because in some ways, looking at, well, why can't they attract somebody? Because Lenore is like, everybody in Columbia knows how good he could be. Sure. But outside of that, I mean, he's played, what, 30, 40 snaps. Um, it's not like this is a guy that's back for year three, year four. He's an established starter, right? Like, he's expected to be the guy, right? I think an even bigger part of that than, you know, a quarterback looking at the South Carolina depth chart, because there's not much there right now, to be frank, is just asking the coaching staff for feedback. And as Shane Beamer said publicly, some of them are like, hey, can I start? I'm going to be the starter. And he's like, no, actually not. You know, we got this guy, and, you know, we're going to have an open competition. And some people want to hear, no matter what the depth chart looks like, hey, you're, you're going to come in, and, and you're going to be the guy. Yeah. Well, and that makes sense. Everybody's obviously looking out for their own best interest, and ideally nobody goes to a place and say, hey, I want to ride the bench and maybe get brought in if somebody gets hurt. Like, they want to go there. They want to start. They want to have the opportunity to play. And um, I think there are some guys out there that have been around college football for a couple of years that kind of understand what their role might end up being. But, yeah, especially when you bring in young guys that's only been in college football for a year or two, they're still looking for that opportunity to start. So we'll see what happens with um, with Robbie Ashford, you know, this weekend. Again, I think he'd be a perfect fit just given his skill set and his build similar to what Eleanor Sellers brings to the table. But again, in a worst-case scenario, if that doesn't happen, you've at least added another body to the room with Davis Bevel. 
Yeah, and I think that's what it's all about, adding that depth. And, you know, I, I think for South Carolina, you do feel better than you did, like I said, a week ago. You'll feel a good bit better if you can add Ashford to it. And, and like you said, Tyler, similar skill set in that you wouldn't just be reinventing your entire offense if, if he had to go play. And he's another guy with some experience. Yep. So I, I don't think, you know, even if you add him, it's not ideal, frankly, if he ends up having to be your starter this year. You want for sellers to keep – uh, progressing, being that guy you plan for him to be, you think he can be, but this just adds you a little bit more of a buffer and a little bit more of a um, kind of option if, if things go bad. We'll dive back into the saving conversation. It is, is the big news of college football uh, less than 24 hours ago with him announcing his retirement from the University of Alabama. That's coming up. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Here on the game, the game app, which you can go to your respective down store, uh, down, uh, app store and download today, whether it be the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store, and you can take 1075 The Game with you wherever you go. And, of course, streaming live on the game TV as well. Look, I, I ask everybody that asks me that question, you know, are you going to be here for four years? You know, some players ask me, you know, when you're going to retire, I look at them and say, well, can you guarantee me that you're going to be here for four years? And they look at me like, you know, hell no, I'm not making it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, get a better deal someplace else. So, uh, and I just think it's the way of the world now. Welcome back in. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs, Tyler Head, West Mitchell, Chris Clark, along with you. That was Nick Saban last weekend on the Pat McAfee Show when posed the question about retirement, just kind of lapped it off and said, uh, you know, didn't say no, I'm not thinking about retirement, but also, um, you know, didn't say that, yeah, I'm definitely coming back next year either. And obviously last night we find out that uh, that he is indeed uh, stepping out as head coach there at Alabama after 16 very successful seasons. And Wes and I have already kind of given our spiel this morning on on where we were and how we reacted to it. Um, Chris, uh, what, what was your processing of this last night processing of the process master yes, exactly um uh, i once so nice let me go back tyler you and i were talking about this during the break the the way i found out was i opened my phone to twitter mm-hmm. i'm like let me check twitter as one does and as one does and literally just the first didn't have to scroll like just the first message was from chris Lowe. yep uh first tweet and it said it was the very sh- remember how he had like the progression it was yep, just like yep. very short and it was almost like wow then that's a weird tweet because it's so short it, it, yeah it didn't have like breaking no or, like context. news like it was just very matter of fact it was fact. just matter of fact and i'm like and my first thought as like a reporter was well i've been there you're just like i'm just getting this out well, sure. there's no time to like and then i was like well this is a fake chris Lowe account Sure. You know? So then I had to go digging through, and then and I there's saw no the, there's no longer the verification thing on a lot yes, of these accounts anymore. So oh, he's got a blue check mark. It's Chris Lowe. Like oh, well, let me go to his account. And I don't and think he sure had one anyway. One. Right. And even it it's almost if you if you have one, it's almost more likely to be fake nowadays because right, you, well, you, you, you just pay for one. But um, once I kind of was like wow, and you know texted some people when I actually got to like sit back and think about it, I was like man, like there was almost a little bit of sadness. Sure. Because, I mean, this this guy is just, I mean, he just embodies college football to me. And, well, like, there's so many memories about his teams, and he was obvi- he's obviously great at what he does. And to not have him as part of the game, honestly, a little sad. And, and a lot of people have brought that point up this morning that, like, you don't have to be a fan of Alabama. You don't have to be a fan of Nick Saban, but we all understand 
they're the standard. Like yeah. that is what everybody strived to be. We want to be the next Alabama. We want to have the next Nick Saban as our head coach. And now that bar that everybody's shooting for, it's not there. And that's not to say that a Georgia, Texas, a Michigan can't be that program in a couple of years, but nobody's there right now to assume that throne. Yeah, I, I think uh, it, it is sad, man. And you, I said earlier that if you're the fan of any team not Alabama, you've been wishing for this day for for years but then when it gets here you're kind of like well something's missing mm-hmm. from college football today and so you there's something special about beating like the standard you know what i'm saying so you, you don't want to you don't want to win a national title by not beating alabama basically well, you well, see what i'm saying right but let's let's go back to 2010 South or Alabama comes in here, South Carolina beats them. And that was at the beginning. And South Carolina, Alabama was coming off their first national championship with Nick Saban and in between winning a couple more the next couple seasons. That still gets talked about at this day. We talked about it for an hour with Steven Garcia on the Garner Trust Hour when he came in here. It's such a big deal because, and again, we didn't know what it was going to be, but looking back, you're like, wow, South Carolina really beat Nick Saban at the beginning of this whole super you know run that they went on and like it's going to live on forever in South Carolina football history but that's how big those wins are because they were so few and far between never outside of that first year where they went seven and six never lost more than three games in a single season which happened to be that 2010 year which is crazy yeah I mean you, you go up and down the numbers and they they don't seem real as far as what he's done there and whether it's the number of national championships the stat that you just gave I mean you're right I mean he what he did, it was the standard. And it's going to be extremely hard for anybody to top it, whether it's, you know, at Alabama or at a, at recreating that type of, you know, trajectory. Sure. And, and that type of results is probably the better word at a different program. Um, you brought up the Chris Lowe thing, who, again, did end up breaking the story. And then it got picked up by everybody and just spurred into this thing. And I tuned in the Paul Feinbaum show for about an hour and a half last night. Oh, as, boy. You know, he had his live reactions and people. You, If you had no other context, you would have thought Nick Saban died the way people were reacting to this last night. Um, but obviously a huge deal. But from your guys' perspective, you guys are insiders in college football, been doing this for a very long time. Like, c- could you imagine, and you guys have broke big stories yourselves, but could you imagine breaking that story in the position that Chris Lowe was in last night? I, I was actually thinking that was one of the first actually weirdly one of the first things I thought about was what was Chris Lowe thinking as he hit send on that tweet and were his hands shaking right because you know your your career is going to take it's going to need quite a recovery if you get that one wrong and knowing that I gotta think and Chris Lowe has been around for a long time very deep ties to the SEC, very long, deep relationships. I would dare say he he either got it directly from Saban confirmed or from the Alabama AD. You don't send out that tweet unless you have it completely buttoned up. Chris Lowe doesn't send out that tweet if he has it at 99%. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? There's a different standard or something like that. If if I hear, hey, this recruit's going to be on campus, you know, Tuesday, and it's from a good source, you know, I have no problem That's posting, yeah. hey, guys, I'm hearing so-and-so is going to be on campus. 
you're sending out a tweet to the college football. That thing had 3 million <laughs> views in like 12 minutes. Yep. So the the standards you would have to have to hit send on that. And and I remember to and it's not even the, the Spurrier one actually is probably close to to this in the level of care you would have to take with yes. it. I remember Chris and I Ugh. phone tagging as we often do hearing Spurrier has Spurrier's retiring mm-hmm. and um we were not able to break it we uh I think we were the first local confirmation I think but we heard it before it broke okay and but we were trying to get to a point of feeling good enough on it to hit send what was your official like this is real we can run with this like what was your confirmation on that An assistant coach, yeah, it was it was definitely a staffer, some staffers. Okay, where you know we had initially heard it, and then we needed we needed a little bit more. I had it from a player. I had it from a player parent first. There was a lot of confusion that night, right? Because Spurrier did it in his typical Spurrier fashion, but then they had a team meeting. Okay, or or, I'm sorry, they had a staff meeting in which it was laid out. And so we felt even better about it then. And I remember we were talking about the Chris Lowe, the one sentence. I was so discombobulated during all that that I made like a grammatical error in the tweet. I put like uh, per West Mitchell and I instead of per West Mitchell and me or okay. something that Steve Spurrier was retiring. Which uh, that that's not as glaring. I, no, but I mean you still. You didn't misspell a word. I didn't misspell a word, I don't think. But even like you, you remember who we were talking about this last night, Wes, at dinner. Remember, uh, the uh, Thayer Evans broke the Steve Spurrier one. Mm-hmm. He worked for Sports Illustrated at the time, and I now still want to know where he got that. Now from, he's an to agent. This day. And his his tweet that just out of nowhere. Yeah, it was at eight fifty nine, and that would have been a Monday night, right? And he just said, "South Carolina coach Steve Spurrier is retiring." Per source. Person. That's it. <laughs> Trust me, sources. One, so- but one source. Whew. And and I don't, I don't feel like, like Spurrier had some reporters he talked to. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think Thayer Evans was one. So I feel hmm. like. I always wondered where. He I got have that some from. theories. I'm not obviously not going to say them on air. I have theories. Always wondered. Um, the other quote was the day that um, Muschamp was getting let go, mm-hmm. and this one. We we actually had, we were we were more along the like we had posted on our message board right basically, what hours before it happened. Basically, there's going to be movement on the co- yeah, like something's happening. Like basically, I remember we had to say it to where we didn't want to get quoted saying, "Will Muschamp is going to be fired today?" Right. and it gets screened. But it was like. How can we say this without saying it? And it was hey, big news coming. That there is going to be movement involving a head football coach today at, at South Carolina. University. Yeah, of South it was Carolina. like, and then so we kind of had already. We were like, hey, if we can break this thing when it happens, that'd be great. But I think we already felt pretty good about it, and um, that was another one we had heard. We heard it before it got reported that it happened, but yeah. we just weren't quite yeah. comfortable enough hitting publish well and again like you guys said chris lowe's been at this game for a very long time but he will be remembered in the college football realm 
That's the guy that broke the Saban story. He, Chris Lowe is even more connected than people would think. Right. Like, I've heard he, he knows. He's the SEC-like dean as far as reporting in college football. You think he got it from Saban? I don't know. Do you think he, and look, we all go through phones every couple of years. Do you think he like hangs onto that phone years from now? Like, that's the one I put the Saban tweet out on. <laughs> he frames it. Goes in like a the, like a Hall of Fame someday, College Football Hall of Fame. Hey, that's the Chris Lowe Saban, Saban phone. The, the other one, Wes, now, now that we're talking about going back all these memories, I'm still mad that we didn't get Beamer is going, it, like he is hired. Like mm-hmm. we didn't get that one. We, we were... I feel good about how we reported the whole thing. Right. But just at the end when it was when he was actually hired, I was not too happy that. You got semantics oh. in it's that. It's semantics right. as well yeah. because when he was actually hired by according to the internet, he was not hired yet. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, speaking of getting hired, Alabama now has to hire a new head coach and we'll make our case for who that should be coming up right here on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on the game, the 107.5 The Game app, and now streaming on the Game TV on YouTube. Everyone's talking about a coaching search right now. Guys, there's not much of a coaching search that's going to happen. I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news for you, but you may be on first base on this. They've already rounded third on who they're going to hire, and in very short order, I think you'll know who the head coach is going to be at the University of Alabama. Welcome back in. Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on the game. Tyler Head, West Mitchell, Chris Clark along with you. I was Josh Pate last night on the Late Kick podcast um, confirming what has been talked about quite a bit in the wake of Nick Saban retiring as the head coach out there at Alabama. This is going to be a pretty quick process of bringing in their new head coach could learn something as soon as the end of this week and several different names being thrown out there for potentially filling that job and now it is time for us to state our case on who that's going to be there it is um let Wes start Wes oh, no. state uh, your case on who should be the Alabama head coach all right guys I'm going with the I believe the Vegas chalk answer right now is Dan Lanning And so, uh, to me, among the coaches that are sort of on this top five, top ten, you just see thrown out there, a year ago, I would have said Lane Kiffin. But based on what I've seen from Dan Lanning, who is a Saban disciple, who has coached at Alabama and Georgia, understands the SEC, understands the Southeast, and now has the experience of coaching and coaching well at a major institution like Oregon and has been successful there, I think he makes the most sense because of the combination of those things minus the volatility of Lane Kiffin. Okay. For for us, Lane Kiffin would be really fun. Absolutely. But it would be up down I'd, even the more mature Lane Kiffin I don't I don't know if he's I don't know if he's the guy to go coach at Alabama yeah where everything you know you're just you're just held to a different standard not just on the field but sure. how you carry yourself as well yeah yeah Lanning's a little bit more you know straight lined and you know doesn't have mm-hmm. the the goofy aspects that Lane Kiffin might bring to the job, which people at Alabama may not necessarily want that in their head coach. And, and one thing Lanning has going for him, he's 37. 
And I, I brought this up to Wes earlier. I've been talking about it all morning where I kind of liken Alabama to the Pittsburgh Steelers, where they hire coaches that they expect to be around for decades. There's a reason they've only had three head coaches in the past 50 or 60 years because they make the right choice and they bring in people that they're not just go, well, if he's not good enough, we'll fire him in five years and go for somebody else. No, they bring you in because they expect you to be there for a long time. And a guy like Dan Lanning, who, yes, is just starting his head coaching career, theoretically could be that guy for another 15 to 20 years if he's the right fit at Alabama, which is, again, what their uh, objective is going to be. Well, and the other thing with Kiffin is um, Bama's had a, a taste of him as an assistant. They've had the Jerry Freshwater version of Kiffin. And Saban was his boss. Yes. You would think Greg Byrne, if he's smart, is going to be talking to Nick Saban a little bit. Nick, what do you think? Who do you think should be the guy to take over this incredible program you've built? And I'm not going to pretend to know what Saban would say. My guess is he's going to say Lane's a really good recruiter. He's an incredibly bright offensive mind. But here's also these stories. But he's sure. incredibly volatile, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so that that to me would would seem to maybe be a strike. And there is a little talk on the ground in Tuscaloosa that that has thrown a little bit of water on the idea of Lane Kiffin. So we'll see. Now, who are you stating your case for? Uh, I'm gonna make my case. I, I, I'm gonna. I don't know if this will be fun for Gamecock fans, but I, I'm gonna do it anyway. So Dabo Swinney is obviously a name that have come up. I think it would be very fun for Gamecock fans. Well, because he would leave Clemson, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to say some things about Dabo that illustrate that he's been really good. This, right? is, this is your warning. Right. And so, I don't – and first of all, th- this is not really like information saying, oh, they're going to go after him or he would go. I don't know that, honestly. But he makes sense. He played at Alabama. It would be a Bear Bryant, Mama Called type of thing. Sure. Right. There are just – now that Saban's gone from the game – there are four active college coaches that have won a national title. One is Jim Harbaugh, who's not going to be the Alabama coach, I would imagine. He may he's, not be the Michigan coach he's next year. Get, probably not go to the NFL know of, or go to Michigan or stay at Michigan. The other two's Kirby. He's going to be at Georgia. Mm-hmm. And then Mac Brown, who's obviously just call it like this. He's too old. He's not gotta, he's not going to be hired. Doesn't at have much longer left as a yeah. coach. So the other one is Dabo. Now Remember, we talked about this standard that has been set by Nick Saban. It's going to be hard to to continue that sure. or to better it. But when you look at guys, who has the resume? Well, Dabo Swinney has taken Clemson, a program that had a national title in 1981, but was floundering when he took over, and he turned it into an absolute powerhouse. Now, if this was like 2020, 2019, Dabo would have been the obvious choice. And sure. I think it would probably would have happened. Sure. It's changed a little bit for a few reasons. Number one, you got more time. Yep. The the Clemson program is still really good. It's not exactly what it was when they won the two national championships under Dabo and we're going to the playoff every year. And then you have this the the changing of the guard as far as the NIL era. So I think one thing is people would look at it and go, for Alabama, hey, if we hire Dabo, I mean, is he gonna use the transfer portal? Can can he sustain in this new era? I tend to kind of think that Dabo might adjust his model a little bit if at Alabama versus Clemson. Mm-hmm. He's turned Clemson into a very niche place, and that's part of their identity. Whereas you go to Alabama, you might structure it differently. That's just a guess. So, I mean, if you're looking for a guy who actually has the resume and has ties to Alabama, it makes some sense, and he's been very successful. I would imagine 
he would probably have to say in the interview process or during all this when they, you know, what's your vision for this program? I would think he would have to confirm. Yes. I'm going to use the portal. Um, NIL is important. He's going to have to say all those things or he's not getting hired. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I actually, I think he would do, I think he would do pretty well there. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the, 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 video clip of the the kids, the you know, college folks at Bama saying, anybody but Dabo? Like, I mean not that those not that, that group of students speaks it, for it, sure, sure. Alabama it, fans, it, but I'm like, guys. It that's crazy. It it might <laughs> take them a little time to warm up to him because he was the thorn in their side for several years there, going back and forth in the national championship game. But man, he goes out there and, you know, he wins 11 games, 12 games this first year and takes you to the college football playoff, I think people would warm up to him pretty quickly when they say, okay, there's not really a drop-off here in what we have with Nick Saban. Yeah, I, I agree, man. It's, but, you know, nobody on this station likes to hear a lot of Dabo <laughs> praise. Uh, send your complaints to Chris at GamecockCentral.com <laughs> or Clark uh, at GamecockCentral.com. Yeah, yeah, leave that email because it's not my actual email. <laughs> but, so, but seriously, he would do well. Yeah, yeah. Quickly, I'll make my case for Lane okay. Kiffin just from a purely entertainment standpoint. When he was at Alabama, did not get to talk to the media because he was one of the assistants. So all the antics we saw were from what we saw happen on the sidelines and things that we heard through Nick Saban. So like him going up against the Alabama media on a week-in, week-out basis, entertaining TV for years to come. And again, I'm an agent of chaos when it comes to thinking <laughs> college football. I would love to see how that would go down out there. I didn't know you were an agent of chaos. The Joker over here. Yeah, um, well, I like. Yeah, it, I like to be entertained. So the the high level of entertainment that would precede that decision would be what happens at Ole Miss oh. after after Kiffin has gone out and gotten this incredible portal class. Right. But let's be but, honest, portal, portal guys they don't have the level of school commitment yeah, as far as yeah. like the logo and the the tradition and all that stuff. So are all those portal guys like, I'm out. Yeah, who knows? Um, again, probably the least likely scenario, but it sure would be entertaining. Well, regardless of who you think the Alabama head coach is going to be, I can confirm to you, you can always get a delicious sub over at Firehouse Subs. Oh, you absolutely can. If you want to try the King's Hawaiian Pork and Saw Sandwich, it is the limited time only offering. You can still that, get that. We also, I hear, guys. Are we allowed to break that news? I, I don't know yet. Let's do it anyway. Okay. Right? Yeah, let's do it. New limited time. You can do it. New limited time offering. It's going to be the chicken parm sub. It is going to be outstanding. Wes and I, you're, you're going to start hearing some commercials here on the on the game for it. It is going to be absolutely tremendous. You can check those out. You can also check out any of your Firehouse Subs favorite. Firehousesubs.com. 14 locations around the Midlands, locations all around the state. Firehousesubs.com or the Firehouse Subs app. Earn yourself some rewards on future purchases. Use the Rapid Rescue, and it'll be waiting on you when you R get in the store. Wrap up Gamecock Central Hour next here on The Game. Perry, get your elbow up and throw the ball. What'd you do when you were a kid? Play Nintendo? What are we doing? Your hands are back here, man. Might as well stick them up your... Welcome back, Canada. It is The Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. 
Tyrahead, West Mitchell, Chris Clark, along with you on this Thursday. Real quick, I want to remind you, coming up tonight, 6 o'clock, it is Carolina Calls with Coach Paris as we hear his thoughts on their loss to Alabama the other night, as well as looking ahead to the road trip to Missouri this upcoming weekend. Then women's basketball tonight taking on Missouri. Uh, pre-game coverage starting at 7.30, tip-off at 8 o'clock right here on the game. Uh, a very classic, angry Saban clip there from his time at Alabama. And, you know, Again, we're obviously going to miss the fact that he's just a part of college football and, you know, sets that standard for what the best of the best looks like on the football field. But you're also going to miss things like that. Just him being angry, yelling at practice, times when he goes off on reporters or goes off on head coaches or uh, assistant coaches on the sidelines. There's just so many quirks about Nick Saban and his personality that you're not going to really, like, I guess, understand that it wasn't there until it's not there anymore. Yeah. Don't know what you got till it's gone. Exactly. Cue the that song. Um yeah, he. The, some of my favorites, like I, I love going and watching the Saban Rage compilations yep. on YouTube. But that's a thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They've got. I've been missing out. They've got. Yeah, they've got plenty of them. Those are highly entertaining. But also, one of my favorites was not a rage moment. It was when he had the onside kick against Clemson, mm-hmm. and he did the wink afterward. Yeah, that's that's a fantastic one. That was one of the best calls of his career. Oh, gutsy. I loved it. But, yeah, he he had um, – you also remember – I'm about to tread lightly. You remember the one player said that Saban had an affinity for a certain type of joke? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. remember what I'm talking about? I do. I don't think we can – I, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. We'd have to get clearance on that. But he, he had a sense of humor kind of that was a unique sense of humor. Oh yeah. Well, and you can see that when he's, you know, does TV and stuff like that. There's, you know, there's some personality in there and I would imagine he has a seat waiting for him at maybe the college game day desk or somewhere in the realms of ESPN's college football coverage if he indeed wants it and obviously doesn't have to make that decision right now, but I don't think Nick Saban's going to just disappear off into the sunset we never hear from him. Like he's yeah. going to be around college football. I mean, he does his hit. I think he's doing the hit with McAfee labor today, so we'll be able to hear from him and his perspective on things, but um, you know, he we'll still be able to hear from him just not in the same role that we've gotten used to. Is is his what he could command if he went full-time into TV is probably more than he was getting paid at Alabama, which was, what, $11 million? Like, he, he seriously could be like, yeah, I'll do, I'll do college football, but I want, I want $15 million. I might have to lay off another 80 employees, but they'll make it happen. For Saban, you do anything. How many views will McAfee Ooh. with Saban get? Now, I, need, I should probably confirm if that is actually happening. I think he's usually on Thursdays, but... Yeah, and I mean everybody loves talking to McAfee. I mean Aaron Rodgers won't talk to anybody else, and who it, it would Aaron Rodgers won't talk to him anymore. That's it sounds yeah, like. that's apparently true. <laughs> but like, how fitting would it be that like that's the first official interview we get with him is with McAfee and the Bros on the McAfee show? I know McAfee's not for everyone, but I I like the additional sort of humor that he's brought to game day. Right. I watched well, more game day this year than I yeah did. recently he's an acquired taste and he's able to again for somebody like Nick Saban that is very you know can be stick in the mud with some of these interviews and stuff like that he's able to pull some good stuff out of him him yeah lightens him up makes him feel comfortable so if that is happening today I imagine that'll probably be a a pretty good interview and we'll we'll get those cuts for you um you know when that does happen hopefully later today but um yeah I mean the 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 insight just in the times like when he didn't make the national championship game and they bring him on to the pregame desk so leading up to the game they've done in the past couple years like the insight that he gives and the perspective he gives on football is just second to none and I would love to have that on Saturday mornings if they could get him to do some type of actual 
like analysis of the game and play breakdowns and stuff like that. I mean, that's gold. I, I wish I wish they had the the coaches for the national title. Yep. As far as the, the mega cast where they're breaking down. Yeah, they got they rid of that. Didn't they, they? they haven't done it the last couple of years, I think. Yeah, I, that, that was always really good. It's something you'd flip over to a couple times, just kind of hear their perspective on it. Because, again, coaches are going to view it differently than some of the analysts that are, you know, former players and stuff like that. But, man, you just let Saban, you have Saban an hour every single day to just break down whatever he wants to. I tune in for that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I tend to think he, I don't know, like no info, let's lead off with that, but I think he'll he'll make some appearances. I don't I don't know if he wants to go make football media like an actual job. Like like Dan Mall, like Dan Mullen, sure. you turn on your TV and like he's in studio with sure. with Dari, sure. you know, breaking down what happened at halftime <laughs> or after a game. Like I don't really see him doing that, but some appearances, sure. sure. I imagine Miss Terry might be like, let's chill out for a little bit. Let's, let's go let's down to that some, new South Florida mansion. Yeah, that we've let's got. enjoy yeah. some time together where you're not on the phone with recruits at 3 a.m. And let's actually chill out for a little bit. Then we'll we'll cross those other bridges when we get there. I still want to know, what does Nick Saban do on his first day of retirement? Watch film. Well, I saw today he was back at the facility or something. So still hasn't been able Watching to pull film. away just yet. Yeah. Watching film. <laughs> That'll do it for today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Halftime show with myself and Terry Ford coming up next here on The Game, the 107.5 The Game app, and streaming live on The Game TV. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.